Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now Sunday, November 13th, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this looking at really one of the most beautiful Little League fields I've ever seen in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. You know, on this Sunday, I was driving, and my phone rang, and I pulled over, and I just happened to pull over at this Little League field, and I took the phone call, because I don't want to talk and drive on the telephone. It was an important call. And afterwards... I just took a moment to look at where I was, and it is a, it's a wonderful Little League field. I pass by it often. It's got a great, and I've done a podcast from here before. The side fence is open right now. They've got, it's 200 feet down the line to the power alleys. There's flags in center field. The beautiful scoreboard. There's a grandstand. There's a what looks like a, a scorekeeper's office. It, it looks like a little minor league stadium. I would, I would argue that this is a better place for the A's to play. You know, at least there's no football seats you have to contend with. It's a beautiful little league park. And there happens to be a baseball that I picked up here. And on what's been a volatile week, not just in terms of the world, but also in terms of just some other stuff, some some stuff that's going on in your pal Sully's life right now, which isn't necessarily great that I've not been talking, I've hinted at, but I've not brought up because I'm trying to keep this less about my personal life and more about, you know, baseball. I've just sat here happy that this beautiful baseball field is here and I'm holding a baseball in my hand, and I'm just not thinking. It's becoming the, the distraction that it's supposed to be. I wish to hell there was a game being played here. I'll watch a Little League team. I don't care. I just like watching a game of baseball unfold. And man, oh, man, I feel like I need it now. You know, it's funny. I, I've always been quick to dismiss the World Baseball Classic. Get me one of those games. <laughs> Get me... Give me one of those games now. I'll watch the U.S. phone it in versus Israel or whatever team they're playing. I don't care. Could use some baseball. Could use a, just a moment to take a step back. Exhale. You know, like you should. But real life seeps in. Real life seeps in to our lives, to family, even seeps into baseball. And... Because of that, that sometimes seeps into the podcast and seeps into what I talk about, what I think, what I feel, what I express. And with that in mind, I wanted to do this, which is going to be an unusual Sunday request. It's not so much a Sunday request or even a Sunday response as much as it's a Sunday reflection. I did a podcast extemporaneous with no planning the morning after the election. 
And while I think you could probably guess that where I land on the political spectrum, I really made an effort to not have that be what the podcast is about. And as I said, I welcome, you know, Trump supporters, I have Obama supporters, I have Clinton supporters, Romney, whoever it is who's run. I know that I have supporters who listen to this podcast and don't want to have their political beliefs either questioned or anything like that. And because it was extemporaneous, and, and I was making a conscious effort to not have it be about politics and what I felt about Trump or what I felt about Clinton, but have it be what I think about life and what I think about the value of baseball at this time. At one point, and, I have no, and I'll be 100% honest, I have no memory of doing this. That happens to me sometimes when I record and I get on a roll. At one point I said something. And that thing that I said struck a bad chord with a very loyal and dedicated follower of Sully Baseball, a, a traveler along the River Sully. And my response and my reflection on that is going to lead to what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, it comes from Illini Dodgers, and he's been a, a Rob, his name is Rob, his handle is Illini Dodgers. He's got a great avatar, by the way, on Twitter. Is It's the L.A. Dodgers um, logo, but the L is kind of oranged out to, uh, so it looks like the Illini I. So it's, it's his, obviously his two teams, University of Illinois and the Los Angeles Dodgers, created into one logo. It's a great follow-up. And every, you know, he's, done, he's had a couple of Sunday requests. He responds to me. He's a great follower. He's a, he's a, a, a fellow mariner on the boat down the River Sully, and I don't mean a Seattle mariner. Um, and he writes, Sully ba- uh, really, Sully Baseball? God help me because I voted third party. Stick to baseball. I listen because you don't talk politics. At first I didn't know what the hell he was. What the hell? What? And then I re-listened, and I said, oh, yeah. I said, if you voted for Trump, if you voted for Clinton. And then I said, uh, God help if you voted, God help you if you voted third party. And I, my first reaction to that tweet that he sent me was defensiveness. My first reaction was I was going to say, hey, look it, you listen to every goddamn podcast or radio show in the world, they are going to go down to one side or the other on what just happened and be talking about are we going to burn the place down or are we burning the place down? And that I openly were saying I welcome those followers of whomever. And I say, you're going to say stick to baseball and make it sound like I'm going on a big political rant because of one toss-away line? And I really, my, my, that was my first response. And I found myself going, okay, I better get myself to the Twitter now. I better get myself to the Twitter now and start, start t- typing away with my thumbs because it's even more impressive if they see how fast you react. 
And then I stopped. I stopped because it boiled down to something that I think is an important lesson for everyone. And I am going to tie this into baseball. I did not mean to say anything offensive. I did not mean to say anything divisive. I did not mean to be insulting to someone for their political beliefs. I was trying to make an effort not to. One thing slipped through the cracks. And whether or not I meant to or not is irrelevant. I did. My intentions may not have been malicious. It was probably something that I do think that kind of came through because I was trying to be off the cuff and everything like that and it slipped through. I did not mean to offend you, Rob, but I did. And I want to be the first person to say to you, I'm sorry. That was insensitive to your political beliefs. That did throw you into a category outside of Trump and outside of Clinton that was excluding you. And what, no matter my personal, I have very, very strong personal opinions about what happened and very strong opinions for people who voted Clinton, people who voted Trump, people who voted Stein or Johnson, people who voted Sanders, people who voted Rubio or Cruz or Kasich or Bush or whomever. I have strong opinions of that. And I tried to keep it out and it got in. Not maliciously but because of a sort of stream of consciousness that I was having where I put up certain barriers, certain firewalls, and I didn't put it up for the category that you were in. I didn't mean to, but I did. And just because my intentions were not malicious doesn't mean that the effects weren't there. And me saying, I meant nothing, I meant no ill will towards you. And dismissing that means, by definition, I am telling you that what you thought, what you feel doesn't matter because of what is based on me. And with that comes a problem that we have that is bigger than me, bigger than you, Rob, bigger than this podcast, bigger than baseball. It may be a problem of something that we have of what's going on here in this really shitty year of 2016. I think that I can say it's a shitty year. We lost Prince and David Bowie and Gene Wilder. No matter where you stand politically, those three statements make me go, wow, this year sucks. So, I apologize to you. It wasn't my intention, but it was my action. I think Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that shit and where you can find Sully Baseball should have a one-minute delay for reply. You type something in, you hit reply, and a screen pops up that says, are you sure you want to send this? 
Think about when you get into a Twitter argument with someone. How much are you putting pride in how fast you can respond? Think about the, 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 the climate of the press in this country. Think about the trade deadline we have going on in, you know, like, there's always credit for it. This person's first report. That person's first to report. Who gives a shit how fast you reported it? And in a way, who gives a shit about how fast you respond in a Twitter fight? Maybe a minute. You click one. You sure? Counting down from 60. I bet by minute, you know, by, by second 22, most of us are like, ah, I'll race that. That's kind of shitty. That's what I did today, Rob, because I was ready to roll up my sleeves. Oh, we're going to give this guy a piece of my mind. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is a guy who listens to your podcast. This guy's a loyal listener. This guy comes to the River Sully because he doesn't want politics. And for one ad-libbed line that I forgot I even said, I alienated him. I did the very thing that I said that I did not want to do with this podcast. And so, I'm going to do something here, which I wish more people would do. And say, yeah, that wasn't my intention, but I did do it. And therefore, I... I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I think, you know, I've had some people try to talk to me about what I should do with the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. And I've had some people recommend that maybe I act more know-it-all and act more, you know, blather and bluster. And I've had a couple of people suggest that to me, and I considered it, but you know what? I don't think there's a lack of blather and bluster in the world today. I think there needs to be more 60-second delays and understanding that even if it wasn't your intention, even if it isn't malicious, that some things do sometimes hurt and have consequences. Let me give you an example of something right now because it caused me to reflect a little bit as well. Let's take... We do have, like, we had a managerial hiring. Now, there's been a lot of talk of, do we not, there's not a lot of, of, most managers who get hired tend to be white guys. Almost all of them. And that when someone of color gets replaced, it's usually by a white guy. And we saw a black manager get hired this offseason. It was Bud Black, who was a white guy. I mean, even the black managers they hire are white guys. And there, there is an element to that where you could say, well, hey, hey, you know, don't, don't pay attention to skin color. Let's just hire the best person. Of which I raised my hand and said, are you always hiring the, right, the best person? Are you really saying that in a league that have, you know, beyond African-American players, Latin players, players, you know, players from the Caribbean, players from Central America... I mean, you're trying to tell me that the number of qualified managers just always tend to be guys who look like they should be teaching American history studies at Quinnipiac University? Now, if you take a look at who some of the people who have been hired, there have been two managers hired this year. Tori Lavulo, uh, Rick Renteria, okay, there's one, and uh, Bud Black. Now, Lavolo and Black, I have no problem with either one of those individually. 
Bud Black has a lot of experience, won manager of the year, one year with San Diego, had his ups and had his downs, taking over Colorado. Lavolo actually did a pretty good job uh, filling in for John Farrell when he was taking his cancer treatment. There was more than one Red Sox fan who thought, like, well, maybe they should just give uh, Farrell a job in the front office and keep Lavolo as the manager. You know, Red Sox winning the division this year probably will continue Farrell's stay. Your opinion of that, well, that's for another podcast. So I don't have a problem with either one of those hires. I don't have a problem with most hires as managers, but when you start seeing the same pattern, why does it always seem to look like the same person? And if someone happens to burst through, they have to have a sparkling resume. Their resume has to be through the roof. You could be a Dan Jennings and and have no coaching or playing experience. I mean, how many times have you seen managers recently come in with no coaching or managing experience and be handed the keys to the car? Robin Ventura, Mike Matheny. Hell, Walt Weiss was, the, was, was coaching high school. You know? <laughs> said to everyone on the Rockies coaching staff and every minor league manager coach, well, yeah, we're giving it to Walt Weiss. He's going to go from this prep school to the Rockies. Congratulations. And you would never see that happen in another way. I mean, someone like Sandy Alomar Jr. or Dave Martinez. Are, are, for some reason, those two guys are not in the mix? Now, how am I tying this back to the Sunday reflection? Do I believe... There is a conspiracy. No, no, I do not. No, I do not. Do I believe that the, man, the general managers and the owners of each of these teams are saying, you know what, I don't want anyone who does not look exactly like me running this. They're darn right. Like being like you know, Chapman, the manager of the Phillies, taunting Jackie Robinson in 1947. No, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's intentional. But it's happening. And with some of the people that you've seen, and some of the people you've seen get hired with virtually no experience, and some of them with virtually no experience, didn't exactly shine in those roles, Weiss and Ventura were booted out after, you know, certainly Ventura didn't exactly shine in that. And whether or not you can say Weiss was dealt a bad hand, there are a lot of teams that are dealt a bad hand. There are a lot of teams that have bad personnel that at least put something on the field. And, you know, the Rockies have been basically a non-factor during Weiss's entire tenure there. You know, the Tigers have been up and down under Osmus. You know, the Matheny managing the Cardinals. All right, he's had his good points. He's also had some points where you scratch his head, and he inherited a team that won the goddamn World Series. So what I'm saying is, is it may not be an intentional thing, but it's happening. And why is it happening? Is it something subconscious? 
Is it something you don't even realize you're doing? Do you know who I'm going to point the finger at and examine a little bit this? Me, myself. I directed a feature film a few years ago, about 12, 13 years ago now. And I, we put together the best actors that we could find and this, that, and the other thing. And as I look back, and it's our cast is almost all look like me. They almost all white people. And that, that one actor in that film, I thought, well, that person's bad. I didn't have anything malicious, but it happened. And I look back and I kind of, looking back and I go like, man, I wonder how that happened. I wonder why that happened. Why does it keep happening? Why does, you know, like in, in terms of like the major films that are made, why are they intact? You know, the, the, why are the main characters almost always, unless it's a niche film or unless it's something out of the ordinary? It's always stars a white male. Why is that the case? Is it because the people in charge of it green light films that they can relate to? Why did the film I direct have a lily white cast? Was it because subconsciously I was picking people whose experience in life that I could relate to? Why does almost always, despite such an enormous percentage of baseball being non-white, whether it's African-American or Latin, why is it overwhelmingly, unless you have, a, unless you have just years and years of experience, you know, Ron Washington had to have years and years of experience. Lloyd McClendon had to have years and years of experience. Bo Porter had to have years of being on this coaching staff and that coaching staff. You have to have a huge resume to pierce through it. Or you could be coaching high school like Walt Weiss. Do I think it's malicious? No. But it's happening. And I guess the first thing is I have to say is an important thing that we have to do as a country. And that is to not get defensive when things are pointed out. Take a step back and say, okay, why, why did that happen? Is there a reason why that happened? Can we acknowledge that something's happening and we can acknowledge that even if it's not done maliciously, even if it's not done intentionally, that there may still be something to talk about. I mean, that's one of the things that you see in terms of people getting knee-jerk. Well, I'm not racist. Well, uh, it was not intentional. You're being politically correct. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Maybe instead of being defensive like I was going to be with Rob, we could take a moment to sort of pause, wait the 60 seconds and say, huh, if it's not happening maliciously, why is it happening? Because I can think we could eliminate two things. I think we could eliminate there's an evil conspiracy. Let's just take it about the manager situation. There's an evil conspiracy where ownerships do not want this. Well, I mean, unless someone comes out like Donald Sterling, uh, I think that I would eliminate that. And also eliminate, well, because it's not being done intentionally, and because it's not being done with any overt racist in, uh, uh, overtones, then it's not a problem 
then it's, you shouldn't worry about it. Can we at least say, eliminate those two and discuss what's in the middle? Why does this keep happening? Why hasn't this improved? Is there something to improve? If we say, let's pick the best candidates, why do the best candidates tend to all look the same? Are we really taking the best candidates? One of the beautiful things about sports, sports itself, is an equalizer. Baseball is better the wider the pool is, the deeper the pool is. When you looked up, I mean, I'm just taking 2013 Red Sox as my favorite example. A team that had players from the Caribbean, from South America. They had players from Japan. I mean, it was, you know, the, the, the myriad of nations who were represented on that team. It was spectacular. It was fantastic. I, and give me a talent pool like that over the glory days of the 20s and the 30s, where the talent pool was, well, are they, do they live near a train station or are they white? Well, there's your team. And sports, at its best, rewards those. doesn't matter. All those elements don't matter. It matters what you can do. It doesn't matter that Koji was from Japan and Ortiz was from the Dominican Republic and Xander Bogarts was from Curaçao and John Lester was from the United States. That team melded together, made the best product. Hell, you go back and you look at the last bunch of World Series MVPs. Zobrist, uh, Salvador Perez, Bumgarner, Ortiz, uh, uh, Sandoval, Freeze, Renteria, uh, Hideki Matsui. I mean, they're different, just the different nationalities, just, just from that category. It makes the game better. And maybe we need to see who the best managers are and is the best talent pool being represented. And don't resist that question just because it's not intentional. It doesn't matter if it's intentional, it happened. And let's examine it. Let's ask the question. Let's remove defensiveness from our dialogue and our exchange. Just like I try to remove my defensiveness with you, Rob. I don't have the answers. If I had the answers, I would be, I'd be on the Sunday morning shows right now. Some of these answers are complicated. And maybe that's part of the problem, too, is we keep looking for the simple answers. There may not be a simple answer. It may be multi-layered. This is one simple question that has multiple, multiple artichoke levels. So imagine some of the other crap we have to deal with in this country. But maybe the solution to all these things that are happening is not come up with one big answer, but to come up with a lot of small answers that create a mosaic and create a dialogue. And sometimes that dialogue is going to be contentious. Sometimes that dialogue will make you feel uncomfortable. But we're already uncomfortable. So let's just address things. So Rob, hope you accept my apology. 
and know that it comes from a sincere place. And everyone who want to say stick to baseball with me, I do. I do stick to baseball, but baseball reflects who we are. Always have. And maybe one of the things that I said that baseball could be a unifier, baseball could be a distraction, maybe baseball can be more than a distraction. Maybe it could be a jumping off point. From this conversation, we move on. I guarantee you, people have different opinions of people of different races and colors and creeds and soon nationalities and soon sexual orientations and pretty soon gender. And that sports has always been at the forefront of accelerating that conversation. Think of the conversation that began, what was it, 25 years ago when we found out Magic Johnson was HIV positive? Think about what the conversation was then as opposed to now. Sports doesn't always have to distract. Sports can be a starting off point for some conversations that maybe we don't want to have, but take a look around you. I'm sticking to baseball, but we got to have some of these conversations soon. So go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, so I have an iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Walking around a Little League park, feeling distracted but wanting to talk. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Let's talk about it, and you can call me Sully.